Welcome back to another episode of Mormon Traditionalist Podcast. My name is Jaron O'Driscoll, and I am your host. And today I am flying solo to share some thoughts with you. No interviews this week. But before we get into the episode, remember to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. It helps this show get in front of other traditionalists like you. Also, make sure to subscribe if you're listening on YouTube or Rumble. And this will be the last episode going out um, until Friday, January 7th. I might throw up an impromptu episode between now and then, but I'm going to spend some quality time with my family for the holidays. So I'm taking a break during that time from scheduling interviews, recording and editing and all that fun stuff. So if you don't hear from me until next year, then Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Now, this isn't going to be a holiday episode or a Christmas special or anything. Not that I have a problem with Christmas or anything. I just you know, have some things on my mind and heart that I feel inspired to share with all of you. And what's been on my mind and that I have been thinking deeply about for a long time now is gaining a genuine eternal perspective for us as individuals and specifically as traditionalists in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I think it is important now more than ever that we wrap our heads around this concept because uh, the war that Satan is waging and uh, frankly winning in many ways right now is coming to a head. And after the dust settles and the world is in a state of wickedness and disarray, the world will be asking, why didn't anyone try and stop this? Where were the people trying to stop this? We can say that we were trying, that we were standing for what is right. And that decision, I sincerely believe, will have an eternal impact on us individually. Despite how most of the world and many in the church even have buried their heads in the sand about just how bad the state of the world will be in as the last days reach their peak, the Book of Mormon and teachings of the prophets are clear. Now, this isn't going to be a doomsday episode, okay, but suffice it to say, the world will become much worse than it is now. We haven't seen anything yet. I won't speak for anyone but myself, but I don't want to stand before my Maker and have him ask me why I only stood up for what's right once it was easy, once it became culturally or societally acceptable or impossible to ignore. I'd rather stand out now in the open and take the shots with no one standing with me than be posed with that question at Judgment Day. And this is where it's important that we establish a firm foundation of our eternal purpose, how it started and how it will end. What is our eternal purpose? Well, the usual answers would be to return to our Father in Heaven, to live forever, eternal life, attain the celestial kingdom. Those are all important reasons for sure. But I think we too often see that as a point to achieve and live out our eternal retirement for following the commandments. But our Father in Heaven wants so much more for us than that. He literally wants us to become like him, become gods and goddesses, create our own worlds, have our own spirit children, establish a way for them to have eternal life. Have you ever really contemplated the level of responsibility that our Father in Heaven has because of us? Try to wrap your head around that. 
Now, try to comprehend yourself having that level of responsibility. Do you think for a second that he would allow just anyone to attain that level of responsibility over the eternal lives of others? He's weeding out those who should never have that level of power right now through this mortal experience. And he showed us what we are to be fighting for in this earthly life when we all fought for it once before. And with that, we have established where we're going and can now look at how our earthly life began. We need to have that foundational framework, the beginning and the end goal, to understand the fight we're fighting on earth and which side of the battlefield we should be standing on. I'll put this quote in the show notes for you, but Brigham Young said that there were no fence sitters in the war in heaven. That means that you fought for God's plan before coming here to earth. At one point, you were presented by Lucifer the plan to give up all of your God-given rights, your agency, to be bound and forced to live righteously so that you and everyone else could be absolved of personal responsibility and be guaranteed salvation. Force and coercion for the common good of eternal life. You rejected that plan and that line of thinking. Now Satan is making the rounds and putting that spirit of false welfare into the hearts of people again, manipulating their emotions like he did once before. And now those men and women are fighting Satan's war instead of fighting against him. We have a name here on earth for Satan's plan. It's called socialism and taken to its purest form, communism. They'll argue that they are different and that socialism is okay to soften the blow of how terrible communism truly is and how difficult it is to defend it. But numerous prophets and apostles have said that they go hand in hand. And they both involve force and coercion and the absolving of our agency. This isn't difficult to see and understand, folks. The gospel is simple. It's not a complicated thing that has to be interpreted by scriptural scholars to comprehend it. You can find justifications around this truth by manufacturing nuance to make it fit your, your worldview, or you can take it at face value as the gospel is intended to be. You fought once for agency at the cost of the security of guaranteed eternal life. And that doesn't mean you don't care for the souls or lives of others. You can have empathy without giving up agency. This is the lie of the progressive socialist mindset. That if you have empathy for the poor outcome of other people's lives, that you automatically are also willing to put the reversal of that outcome above personal agency and liberty. That if you aren't okay giving up your individual liberty or agency to fix that person's plight, that you are selfish and uncaring. The thought of being empathetic and not giving up your rights to, to fix the problem, someone else's problem, doesn't compute with them. They might say that, you know, Christ said to be charitable and give to the poor, regardless of their circumstances. That's very true. However, he didn't say that you should be forced to if you choose not to. And if you stop looking at it emotionally 
and just at empirical data, those who hold to those ideals are far less charitable to the poor. They don't want to give it freely of their own income and their own volition. They want to elect politicians to, again, use force and coercion to take it from others that they deem should be, quote-unquote, paying their fair share. That's not charity. Charitable giving can only come from a willing individual. Yet they call it charity because everything Satan does is a counterfeit. So maybe there's a good holiday message in that after all. Remember that this season when you think about charity. Remember what you fought for once before. Prove it to your Father in Heaven and to yourself that the fiery darts of the adversary aren't going to sway you from the truth and eternal principles any more than they did in the pre-earth realm. And that's about all the thoughts I have for you folks. Remember, I will be gone until January 7th. So don't worry, this podcast isn't going anywhere. I will see you next year. Remember, you can send your questions, comments, and hate mail to mormontraditionalist at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at mormontraditionalist for additional content. And until next time, remember, never back down from the truth. <laughs>